Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mayor Greg Fisher podcast. I am Greg Fisher. Thank you for joining us. Now, over the last 10 years since uh, my first day in office here, we focused on increasing investment in West Louisville, an area of our city that has really historically been disinvested since the flood of 1937, which is kind of hard to believe. Uh, so the good news is, is we've got unprecedented levels of investment going on in the West, over a billion dollars. The bad news is it took 80 years to do that, and a billion is really just a down payment on what's going to take place in West Louisville over the years. Uh, when you think about the reasons for this uh, and the reason why we need more investment, one thing is clear to me in my years as mayor, and that is talent is equally spread throughout our community, but opportunity is not. So part of the job, I believe, of government is to put resources where they can get the best returns, where they have historically not been placed as well. And so there's huge potential in West Louisville for more investment. And of course, there's a lot of really exciting things taking place in the West End of Louisville right now as well. Sadly, uh, Louisville's story in terms of percentage ownership of black businesses is America's story. And by that, I mean severe disproportionality. So for example, Louisville is roughly 24% uh, black Americans. Only 2.4% of our businesses are owned by African Americans. So about one-tenth of what it should be. And you can go to almost every city in America and find that same story, plus or minus a few things. So that's not right. And so part of what we're going about doing it is working to change those sad statistics. There's a lot of historic reasons uh, behind uh, this lack of uh, presence that there should be in terms of uh, history uh, of America, racism, institutionalized structural issues uh, that we're going about affecting as positively as we can now here in Louisville in the year 2021. It takes time and it takes dollars, uh, but we're gonna continue to work on this throughout my time in office and I hopefully future mayors as well. It's always been a priority but we need to move at a more rapid pace. And I believe that's what we're doing now. Our new budget that we put in place on July the 1st puts even more intentionality around additional support structures for black owned businesses in the fiscal year 2022, which starts July 1 and thereon. So to talk about more details today, I've got two great guests with me here. I'm joined by Rebecca Fleischaker, our co-chief of Louisville Forward, who leads our economic development efforts and the Reverend Dr. James Etta Ferguson, who was the driving force behind one of the awesome new developments in West Louisville. So let's start with Dr. Ferguson. You recently opened the village at West Jefferson, mm -hmm. an extraordinary project that started off uh, because of some of the issues that were going on with your church. So maybe kind of briefly tell us a little bit about how that all came together and how you put together this myriad of resources to put uh, West, the villages together and where that's at today. Thank you for having me, Mayor. Um, we are excited about um, the village of West Jefferson. Uh, it was um, a project that uh, came to reality after about uh, 12 years, actually. I, I remember walking through uh, your door um, uh, about 12 years ago uh, with this vision uh, but not really knowing uh, what it would take to bring it to reality. And it has been a difficult journey uh, because we had to uh, convince um, 
uh, not only um, uh, those folk in government, but also uh, business investors, uh, that this was a viable project and one that uh, would be uh, sustainable, uh, both financially and um, as far as capacity. And so uh, it began uh, because we were having some difficult uh, uh, environmental issues at our historic church. We relocated to um, another uh, a project about a, a mile uh, down the, uh, the street, Russell um, Plaza, and we began to envision what we were going to do uh, with the church proper. And so uh, instead of selling uh, our excess land, we decided to develop it and uh, began uh, a partnership with the Church Building and Loan Fund, which is the financial piece of the United Church of Christ, and started the hard work. We approached uh, Louisville Forward, we approached Louisville Metro Housing, we approached uh, Metro Government, anybody who would listen uh, to our story. That's who we uh, uh, sought an audience with. And eventually, uh, starting in 2014, it all started to be, um, come together. Uh, we did the, um, uh, had the architectural drawings started to uh, show uh, that works, uh, had various meetings. Uh, I could probably count 30 to 40 meetings that we had with various uh, leaders here in, in um, Metro Louisville. And, um, the foundation signed on and then after they did uh, we were successful with getting um, a new market tax credit which was very um, uh, in, uh, interesting process because we uh, got one the first time but uh, we had 90 days to fill the gap and we lost it because we did not have that uh, million dollar gap field um, but we were successful finally in October of 2019 to bring all of the pieces together. We're able to successfully raise $7.8 million and we broke ground uh, on uh, January 28th of 2020 and then COVID hit. Yeah. And so then there was this challenge for us as uh, uh, whether COVID would affect uh, our uh, construction timeline. And it did, um, but not as much as we had expected. But then we also had the social unrest uh, in our community. And so that added another uh, week, uh, not week, I'm sorry, another month on to the construction time. Um, but we were successful in completing the project. Uh, we moved in, got our certificate of occupancy in March of 2021, and we are 100% pre-leased, and most of our tenants are in the building. They're paying market rate, and so we, we celebrate that because that was one of the biggest issues is whether we could get market rate uh, for a building in the West End. And uh, it is just a, a beautiful structure uh, that is filled with resources uh, that will benefit the residents in the Russell community. Well, and we've known each other quite some time. And when, when we first spoke about this project, it's like, this is a great project, but the numbers were hard to make sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it took this incredible persistence and tenacity from you who didn't really, you weren't a developer. No, I was not. <laughs> uh, but you've learned how to be 
a developer and mm -hmm. the partners that you've pulled together on this from history construction company was Cutter Construction. Uh, we have um, McCormick Baron Salazar uh, is a, a new market tax credit. Uh, we have um, uh, the Cornerstone Fund of the United Church of Christ. We have the uh, Episcopal Lutheran uh, Diocese uh, that is a partner. We also have the Disciples of Christ uh, Mission uh, as partners. Uh, we have the Geens Foundation, the James Graham Brown Foundation, of course, Louisville Metro Housing and Louisville Metro. Uh, and uh, we also have, oh, I'm trying to think. I think I'm short. Uh, well, I guess the, the point we're both illustrating here is, I mean, to be a great entrepreneur, you gotta, you can't give up, right? And, right. And, you, and I'm sure you woke up some nights saying, "What am I doing here?" I woke up many nights thinking that. Right. So yeah. when you talk to, when you think about the entrepreneurs that are going to be listening to this, mm -hmm. I mean, what kind of advice would you give them? You have to just continue to to believe that uh, your project is worth it. Um, but also for us, it was about um, bringing uh, resources into the, our community. So we consider uh, our tenants and, and this project a missional project. And so uh, everything that we have done uh, was believing that it would benefit uh, those uh, persons, uh, those stakeholders in our community uh, so that they could become better, so that they could have uh, some prosperity and, and, and have a little bit of uh, the American dream, uh, but also bringing black wealth into our community. One of the things that we uh, realized uh, through our work with um, um, the uh, revitalization effort was that $85 million annually was flowing outside of Russell. People have to shop, they have to buy clothes, they have to eat, uh, and those funds were going outside of Russell, so we needed to create resources that were going to bring some of those dollars back into our community. And this project does that. We're projected to bring about $25 million back into the Russell community, um, but it's also about um, bringing uh, living wage jobs back into the community, of which uh, just Molo by itself, and uh, I'm not even talking about the other tenants, we've already hired four Russell residents uh, with leaving, living wage jobs. And so um, it's about bringing all of those opportunities and access uh, to the people of our community so that they can have uh, some prosperity as well. So I'm hearing a dream uh, hard work, flexibility, partnerships. Yeah. Asking questions when you don't know answers. Right, right. I mean, I've always believe that strong people ask lots of questions. Yes, yes, I, I ask lots of questions, but uh, one of the point that you made, it's about partnership. Um, we cannot do something like this in isolation, and it takes uh, working with people who have those gifts and those skills uh, to help us uh, to do things like this, and luckily, um, 
um, uh, people from Metro were willing to say yes. Uh, if we can't help you, we'll at least appoint you in the right direction so that there, there's somebody out there who will be able to help you and give you some of the answers that you need. And so uh, for me, that's a partnership. It's, uh, it's not always about um, finances, and, and we love finances, but it's also about sharing those skills and those gifts so that um, we can have the everything that we need in order to be successful. Well, and that's, I guess, eyewitness and working with you, the incredible alignment that you've built with your partners around a common mission and then common desire to get the project done. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we don't always see that with entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. It could be yeah. my way or the highway right. kind of approach, or I don't need other people to help me succeed. The, the truth is nobody succeeds by themselves. That's right, that's right. So wonderful project Thank and you. great lessons for entrepreneurship. So Thank we appreciate you. that. Well, we're looking forward to other businesses in our area and we're looking for new partners mm -hmm. all the time. You know, it's about us all coming together and making life better mm -hmm. for the residents of Russell. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there could be an entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship 2.0 from it could be Dr. Ferguson. Huh? It could be. Okay. We're looking in, in that direction oh, right very now. Very nice. That's exciting. Demand certainly exceeds supply. We've yes. seen that. Nobody yes. opens up at 100% lease out. That's incredible. I know that is. That's awesome. Yeah. And she's got tenants waiting for space. Yes. That is unusual. That is um, at market and rate. Good for you because yes. we need more of that space. Yes. So okay. Rebecca Fleischaker, you've been with Louisville Forward since its inception some eight years ago and you were with uh, Metro government probably, what, some 15 years before that or so. So you've, you've been uh, seeing a lot of different uh, opportunities in the city and bringing opportunities to West Louisville has been a real focus of yours as well. So tell us what's the landscape look like today compared to five or 10 years ago and what do you think we've learned at Metro government and what the community at large has learned? Um, we've learned a lot and we, we've done a lot and a lot of stuff that was not seen um, at first for planning purposes, um, grant, writing grants for planning and development, but the conversation and being able to talk about it over the last, uh, I would say, seven years um, has really changed decisions by business owners and C-suite people and that is changing. So we've seen a couple of uh, businesses move into West Louisville um, because they they want to support, they want to hire from the neighborhood, they also want to invest in the neighborhood. Um, the Choice Grant was a huge influx of money that has, we've seen the Beecher redevelopment and that just has become, or begotten a bunch of other things that are following that, RPOP developed out of that. And then um, Passport on 18th and Broadway, which is now Molina. We're going to see some, I think, some movement on that pretty soon, fall probably. But it's going to take all levels. So the project that Reverend Ferguson has just opened um, is provided a new space. And we have needed places for, for retail for a long time. We know that a barrier for a very long time was that we, we knew people wanted to open a brick-and-mortar store, but there was not enough there were not enough places to move in that were move in ready. Um, and we, so we went on kind of a blitz. We talked to a bunch of property owners about could you improve your property? We created a new Metco loan program around that, two new Metco loan programs around that. So we've been able to help a lot of your tenants. So we're here to help the actual development. So there's space for the tenants and then for the tenants as well to be able to um, thrive and grow and be able to provide services. I mean, it's all about the services in the neighborhood that we want to see. And we've, 
it, we've worked really hard. I mean, talking about it is one thing, but then trying to really dig in and make things happen. Chef space kind of changed what happened at 18th and Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. um, I still talk to Pam Haynes on a monthly basis about Sweet Peaches. She just redid her store, it looks great. But what we're developing along 18th Street Corridor too, um, the redevelopment of small shotgun houses into commercial opportunities will be really exciting because you're going to create nodes and those nodes create pedestrian activity and that pedestrian activity um, begins to then just spread into more residents wanting to be in the neighborhood, jobs being created, and a whole uh, economy right there in that space. Right, and so for entrepreneurs thinking about you know, should I invest in West Louisville and let's say Russell, we're talking about more so here today. You know, the, the big picture strategy was to have a couple anchor investments that could really then lead to more investments. So on the east side is Beecher Terrace 2.0, if you will. We were competing with 62 other cities uh, for a big choice neighborhood grant, almost $30 million. We were one of five cities to win that and leverage that up to about a quarter billion dollars or so. So that's on the east. On the west side is the sports and learning facility. Uh, with it, uh, Norton sponsoring uh, the uh, Urban League was the developer behind that. The city gave t the first $10 million in the land. Uh, on the north side will be Waterfront Park Phase 4, be a $45, $50 million project. Uh, and then we've got the 18th and Broadway projects with the new YMCA there as well. Bus Rapid Transit coming down uh, Broadway. Chef Space, African American Heritage Center in the middle. The village at West Jefferson is kind of what a dream of what how all this could uh, lead to this and then more projects coming out of that right. so so we are seeing unprecedented investment it's undeniable as people have told me now because before frankly what i was told was when we were making all these announcements people would say mary you're a nice guy and we believe you but we've been promised all this stuff before anyway mm -hmm. but we need to see it to believe it right. so now people see it and yeah. they believe it and more is coming and so interestingly, the conversation has shifted to gentrification, mm -hmm. you know? And so gentrification doesn't have to be bad if it doesn't displace people. Right. So what we're trying to demonstrate is how do you regenerate neighborhoods without displacement so you don't lose the soul of what is the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Any mm -hmm. thoughts on that? Well, one of the things, I, I have a lot of a conversation with former residents of a feature. And um, they kept saying, well, we don't want to come back because there's nothing there. We're, we're all around Jefferson County where we have access to grocery stores and, and shopping centers and all of that. Why should I come back to Russell where there's nothing? And so what I say to them is now uh, that's not the case any longer. Look around Russell and see um, the new businesses are there. And, uh, and they're excited about that. And so if we don't want gentrification, then part of that means putting resources there so that the people can have the things uh, in Russell that uh, they are able to get in other parts of the city. And I tell you, one of the most satisfying things to me in the past couple of years has been to talk to some of the new Beecher residents that were old Beecher residents. Uh -huh. And when they move back, they just really yeah. are 
almost speechless. I know, I know. And for us, uh, we work a lot with the seniors uh, and uh, we have activities at the village for them and they come in and the space is nice and they uh, have an opportunity to have a meal, but to also have uh, some socialization and, and fellowship with other uh, Beecher residents. And uh, that's exciting uh, to, to have a place where you can come and you feel safe and, and you know that um, um, you're being treated special. Yeah. Well, we've got uh, another well-known black entrepreneur with Darnell Ferguson, one of the yes. great chefs yes. in the city and the country uh, with a concept coming into the village. Right. Um, we are excited about Darnell and the dripping crab. I told him I want a table right there in the restaurant when it's finished. Uh, he is due to open either the first or second week of August. And, and so uh, with Russell, uh, we have not had a lot of opportunity for a family sit down restaurants. And so um, I think this will either be the second or third. So we're excited about that because he'll be able to accommodate about 75 uh, um, uh, clients uh, at a time. We also have uh, Norton's Institute of Health Equity uh, in our building, uh, which will focus on um, uh, physical health, mental health, and, and social health, uh, and bringing mobiles in uh, so that people can have the uh, examinations that they need. Uh, we have the Russell Business uh, Incubator, uh, Dave Christopher, uh, Christopher uh, and AMP uh, in our space. Right now, I think he has like um, 32 black and brown business entrepreneurs who are coming through our doors. Uh, uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, Molo Village, which does uh, social uh, work with uh, returning citizens, senior adults. We have a youth education hub, and we also do our recovery programming. We have our headquarters there. Uh, prior to that, we were sharing space with uh, St. Peter's United Church of Christ. Uh, we also have uh, Metro uh, Louisville Housing Authority there that is overseeing, uh, as you say, uh, Beecher Terrace, 2.0. Uh, we have Park Community Credit Union, which is a big win. They moved their downtown branch uh, to the village and uh, is uh, just, um, they have lines out the door almost every day. It has just been such a, uh, a plus for our community. We also have Ohio Valley Education uh, Cooperative, which is providing Head Start um, uh, for uh, young people. I think they have uh, 75 slots. And what's unique for uh, this particular branch is they take them from birth or from uh, six weeks up uh, to uh, preschool. And then we have uh, Starks Realty uh, and Leverage Lease uh, Property Managers there. And now uh, we also have uh, a pharmacy uh, coming uh, to the space. And so we are 100% pre-leased and all of these are resources that uh, will be used uh, in our community that have been lacking. Right. Uh, and so we're just excited. Well, I always called you an ecclesiastical entrepreneur. I say now you're 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 a for-profit missional entrepreneur as well. So that's been fun to see. And I guess Rebecca, if there's anything we want people to take away from this podcast, is there's lots of 
help and support yes. available. So if you'd kind of review yeah, those Yeah, and you us. said this before, and Reverend Ferguson said it too, don't be afraid to ask for help. So when um, whoever you can land on in Louisville Forward, especially the Department of Economic Development, uh, it could be technical assistance, it could be financial resources, it could be um, other resources that teach you how to um, figure out inventory or how your kitchen should be set up in a, in a restaurant. Um, or to partner, because our ecosystem is very uh, big, and I think we're lucky about all the small business resource providers we have. But we don't want to send you hither and yon. So if you just want to come to us, you can do that. Um, LouisvilleKY.gov slash LouisvilleForward, or 502-574-4140. There's about $15 million or so in this budget that went into effect on July 1st. That's a different support uh, services available. Yeah, we heard um, through last year, we heard a lot of um, requests for money specifically for black and minority owned businesses. And so we were trying to figure out, we provide help, but it's not targeted enough and it's not enough help. So thank you to the mayor for recommending this in the budget. Um, we are able to provide $200,000 to a brand new minority business incubator. Uh, the mayor, we stood right here last week, and uh, Kina Stith with SKS Accounting uh, won that RFP process. The minority business incubator is called The Well, mm -hmm. and it will help minority businesses get started and learn how to grow and do it in a way that is uh, make their business healthy, in a healthy way and be sustainable. We also gave $25,000 to Black Business Association to help ex expand her capacity for helping black-owned businesses. Um, she's building out a website, she's got resources, how she can do trainings um, around tech as well, which is kind of exciting for us. Um, we are hiring a new um, manager that will help with West Louisville specifically, a senior economic development manager, which we have been missing for a while. And just that extra boots on the ground, who knows what's going on community development wise, as well as business development wise, will be a real big help for the area. Uh, $250,000 toward our equity and procurement um, task force. That will be how we help minority businesses get into contracting and figure out how to answer bids. Um, over, and be able this, over the expected $5 billion plus in infrastructure over the next couple of years. So a big opportunity. Yes, there. yes, um, because we, exactly, because we know that there, there's opportunity for them. Um, and our METCO, uh, our pie grew, um, that is not just minority businesses, but it is for um, everybody. And we do, we help about 50% minorities that come through our office. But what we want to do is make sure that we are sending them to these new resources that can help them, especially, or that we may never see because they don't trust government, they don't know about us, and we're kind of expanding our reach to to find uh, minority-owned businesses who want that help. So that's about a million and a half dollars. Mm -hmm. And then another 2.7 billion on small business assistance. And yep. then of course the big one is the $10 million for the West End yeah. uh, opportunity. There'll be a lot of opportunity there. Um, this is a, a new tool for uh, the West End that I think will attract more investment, but also help um, a community be able to own where things happen and empower themselves for business attraction and community development in general. Great. So I guess as we close up here, uh, Reverend Ferguson, what kind of advice uh, would you give folks in terms of doing homework? You know, we both, we all hear folks that say, I got a great idea, mm -hmm. but it's just an idea. And you're not, how, you need to be ready to present your idea, right? right? You need a business plan and you also need to 
um, just gather the uh, information uh, for the particular area. There is information out there. Um, but once again, it's about asking um, questions and going uh, to Rebecca's office uh, and saying, uh, what is it uh, information can you provide me? I'm interested in doing this type of business. Um, but also, you can come to um, uh, the Russell Business Incubator, uh, other businesses that are already established. And, uh, and we really are willing uh, to share the information, the, the knowledge that we have gleaned over the years. It, it, uh, it's not about um, this being an individual win, it's a collective win. And so we want to share that information with you. Uh, but you have to be willing to ask the questions, but you also have to be willing to do the hard work. Um, I've grown up knowing that uh, if you want something, you have to work toward it. And so that means that we have to work hard and, and um, uh, somebody saying no to you doesn't mean that you just stop and give up. Um, the first time we talked and you said, mm, I'm not tough. quite sure. <laughs> but um, that just made me go back, uh, do my homework. Yeah get some more information and, you know, dig in a little bit deeper. And so that, that is uh, part of the, uh, the key uh, to being successful. Yeah, that's a great point because I find people react to like what I consider constructive uh, criticism two different ways. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. I want you to really be successful. And in order to be successful, I mean, here's some information you mm -hmm. need to have this that and the other thing mm -hmm. that's not telling you you're a bad person right. that's not telling you i don't like it it's telling right. you i like you and want you to succeed and you're not going to succeed if you don't have this basic right. information because right. when you go to a bank when you go to other folks they're not going to take you as seriously yeah. so doing that road work as ali would say is really important right. and the best entrepreneurs get energy out right. of that, right? Right, right, it, right. It's like it because it's not easy. Yeah, yeah, but it's like don't tell me no. Yeah, uh, I, I got something that uh, you know I have a dream and I'm gonna do what I need to do in order to make it reality. Well, so. you could get another PhD in entrepreneurship, and you could teach people an awful lot about your project was not never meant to be. It's impossible right. to do a project like yours. Okay, but impossible is just a small word. That's a small word, and I heard that many times. <laughs> but, you know, it is now a reality. It is a reality because of persistence, because of partners along the way, mm -hmm. constant learning, mm -hmm. and it shows you there's almost always a path forward. Right. Never right. give up. Never give up. All right. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for joining us today, James Etta Ferguson, Rebecca Fleischecker. Thanks, thank everybody, for listening to the Mayor Greg Fisher podcast, and we'll see you next time.